See It or Screw It is a spoiler-heavy show. If that's an issue for you, you can currently watch... Ah, oh, fuck, what was the name of the game? Uh, Warm Bodies on Peacock. If that's not an issue for you, then on with the show. Welcome to Cedar Screw It. My name's TJ Davis. He, him pronouns alongside. I am Emily Schick. My pronouns are she and her. Uh, I'm Dan Murphy. My pronouns are he and him. And. Hi, oh. Liam Anderson. Uh, my pronouns are he and him. I was just choking down the last bit of my pizza. <laughs> yeah. Oh, we actually have Liam this week. So. Yeah, yay Liam. <laughs> yay Liam. I'm sure that you fucking hate hearing that. I actually, uh, it's still pretty funny to me. Um, I sort of rely on a cult of personality at this point, so, yeah, it's Wait, it's fine. Did you say that people have like actually yelled that at you in public now? In real life, yep. <laughs> That's how you know you've made it, man. Yeah, exactly. I'm not. I'm not mad. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. No, if you can have like those Paul Rudd moments, IRL. You know. Yeah. That's yeah. that's how you know you made it. Um. All right. Well, on this our final week of Love Bites, we are talking about the 2013 movie Warm Bodies that I somehow forgot the fucking name of a minute ago. Um. Well, I mean, the title is terrible. I'm yeah, just going to say it. Like, the title really has it. next to nothing to do with I the film. It. Yeah, I love it. It's just it's like such a goofy name for like it a is. goofy movie. And it's, well, it's, it's taken from the, uh, what, the book, which is taken from the short story or something. Yeah, it's based off of a 2010 book called Warm Bodies that's based off of a short story that he wrote called I Am a Zombie like Filled, sequels filled for with some Love. I Am a Zombie Filled with Love is a much better title. I'm sorry. I kind of like Warm Bodies just because it's also gross. Yeah, I, I kind of <laughs> like the gross factor too. Uh, although they basically just made Shaun of the Dead but shittier, but... we're gonna get into that it is different from shard dead i mean like that's that's one of the things it's like yeah i mean it's still a a comedy but like i didn't laugh at any point this i was gonna say what if if shawn of the dead was like less violent and more romance i i mean i personally yeah actually i i yeah (laughs) yeah i mean well that's the other thing is the violence is disappointing because i'd love it to be much more visceral um I bet you were going on in this. Um, oh yeah, but yeah. No, that that's definitely one of the complaints. But hey, we'll. It's get a PG thirteen film. We'll it, it knows it knows its audience. Like this needs to have thirteen to seventeen year olds seeing this. So oh, yes. definitely. <laughs> but like, we'll get there. Let let's uh let's get into the movie before we get into the movie. Yeah. Um, about eight years ago, after a zombie apocalypse, R, a zombie who cannot recall his name but believes it begins with an R, spends his days wandering around an airport which is now filled with his fellow undead, including his best friend, M. R and M achieve rudimentary communication with grunts and moans and occasional near words. As a zombie, R does not have a heartbeat and constantly craves human flesh, especially brains, because he's able to feel alive through experiencing the victim's memories when he eats them. While R and a pack of zombies are hunting for food, they encounter Julie Grigio. I hate the last name. Oh, and... you gotta get Italians, dude. I mean, I just don't understand why <laughs> they just didn't go like crazy and just name her Julie Capulet. Like, yeah, I, I actually buy that. Like, you'd rather just have them do that. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. be just like, obvious about what you're trying to do. Yeah, just, just like, well, I, destroy I also, any subtlety. <laughs> I also, if you're going to name her Grigio, I want the father's last name, the father's first name to be like Pino. You know, right. Yeah. Exactly. But hey, that's just me. Um, Julie Grigio and a group of her friends who were sent by Julie's father from a walled off human enclave to recover medical supplies. R sees Julie and is drawn to her. His heart beats for the first time. It doesn't beat then. After being shot in the chest by Julie's boyfriend, Perry, R kills him and eats his brains while Julie is distracted. Perry's memories increase R's attraction to Julie. He rescues her from the rest of the pack by wiping some zombie blood on her face, masking her scent, and takes her to an airplane he resides in to keep her safe. Julie is terrified of R and suspicious of his intentions. She starts trusting him after he rescues her during a failed escape attempt and finds food for her. 
R insists that Julie stay with him for a few days until he deems it safe enough for her to leave. The two bond, listening to LP records and playing games to kill time, causing R to begin to come alive. His heart starts beating. There you go. That's where it starts. He is slowly able to communicate with more words. After a few days, Julie gets restless and tries to return home, yet attracts swarms of zombies. After fending off a group including M, who is confused by R's actions, R returns to her return ugh. R decides to return her to her human enclave. Sorry guys, I took a mushroom chocolate a few hours ago, but I'm mostly with it. Mostly. On the way, <laughs> mostly. mostly. <laughs> On the way, R reveals to Julie that he killed Perry prompting her to abandon him and return home alone. R begins making his way back to the airport heartbroken. He discovers that M and other zombies are also showing signs of life, making them targets to the boners. I mean, bonies. The bonies. Bonies. Uh, skeletal zombies who have lost their humanity have shed their flesh and prey on anything with a heartbeat. Although I don't understand how, like, shedding your flesh and being, like, more rotten makes you a fast zombie. But well, well, no, no, they're fast. Fat. Everyone's a fast zombie. Yeah, they, 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 the few times they show the the corpses attacking, like they are fast zombies. Yeah, like, they are. Like oh, only so their general scenes. state is yeah. just like a shuffle. Yeah, yeah. When and then when when, when when they have the 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 bloodlust on, then they uh, then they become fast zombies. But they are depicted as fast zombies in the very few scenes they attack. Yeah. So. Um, R and M lead a group to the human enclave where R sneaks inside the wall. R finds Julie and meets her friend Nora, who is shocked to see R in the territory and notices R's growing humanity. When R reveals that the other corpses are also coming back to life, the three of them attempt to tell Colonel Grigio, Julie's father and the leader of the survivors. Colonel Grigio dismisses them and threatens to kill R, stopping only when Nora pulls a gun on him. Julie and R escape to a baseball stadium where the rest of R's group is waiting to fi but find them under attack by bonies. Uh, I appreciate that you just straight up are reading the wiki. Uh, yep. Yeah. Yeah, that's, no, that, that's, that's sort of doing. what we've been doing. <laughs> yeah, it, it helps us like keep on focus to just like burn through the plot of the movie. Oh yeah, and then we can get into like yes, talking yes. about it. Well, don't yeah. let me stop you. Go on. <laughs> uh, but hey, I'm actually doing pretty good this time. Like. We're not even 10 minutes in and I'm almost done with the plot. Yeah, we, we've gotten better at it. I mean, it's interesting because, I mean, eventually these, these plot summaries will get added and then it will just be like, we're completely saying different things. So. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's funny. Uh, while Em and his gang of zombies square off against the bonies, Julie and R run but find themselves trapped. Taking the only escape route, R jumps with Julie into a pool far below, shielding her from the impact. After Julie pulls R out of the bottom of the pool, they kiss. Colonel Grigio arrives and shoots R in the shoulder without warning. Julie attempts to persuade him that R has changed when she notices that he is bleeding from his wound, revealing that he is completely revived and is human once more. The humans and zombies combine forces and kill most of the bonies while the rest perish from starvation, as the zombies slowly come back to life and assimilate into human society. Later, a fully human R and Julie watch the walls surrounding the city being demolished, signifying the end of the apocalypse. Uh, starring Nicholas Holt, Teresa Palmer, Rob Corddry, Dave Franco, and John Malkovich. What did John Malkovich do? What did he deserve to be in this movie? I mean, you just give him enough money, he'll do anything. Yeah. Like, it's very interesting. Same like, guy was in the killing fields. Like, although I, mean, I guess John Malkovich is a very odd actor because I think sometimes he's great the moon, and other times he's a total ham and terrible. So, and this is more total ham, terrible John Malkovich. So, Dan, also, you can stop yelling. <laughs> We're right here. <laughs> Use your inside voice. What do you mean, my inside yeah, voice? I'll just be quiet. <laughs> well, now he's going to go too far the other way. And it's yeah, just no, be, I mean, that's yeah. the whole thing. <laughs> you got you to gotta find somewhere in between, man. That's why I yeah, keep on I trying to like coach you. Conversations. So, so that's, the, that's the issue. So then I just get loud. Dan has zero. <laughs> go zero or a hundred. No in between. I yeah, like I just I very confused. Like like John Malkovich shows up and you're like, what the fuck are you doing here? Well, I mean he hey. gives the movie a bit of class. Yeah, That's I was gonna true. say he like gives it cred or some shit. I don't know. Yeah, I mean at this point, none of these like 
Like none, none of the actors, actors some of these bad. actors had, had have have well, struck a big since, seven? but like no, Rob Corddry was kind of the best known, excluding Malkovich when this came out. You know, like Nicholas yeah. Holtz has gone on to do some other stuff since. Um, he was really he was funny. Se- the he was the second best that. beast. <laughs> uh, was he that's in not the menu? True. Wasn't he in the menu? Nicholas Holt? Isn't he? He was yeah, in the menu. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I mean he's not the second best beast. Come on, you know it's animated series Kelsey Grammer then Holt. Oh, then yes, he's the third best beast. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, but like people knew Rob Corddry. Like he was on the yeah, Daily he, Show he was, from like yeah, he was a Daily Show six. correspondent when this came out. So, um, or I think he had recently stopped being a correspondent. But like, was he in Children's uh, no, Hospital at this point? And hot tub, Hot Tub Time Machine came out in 2010. Yeah. Oh yeah, that yeah. too. He was also in Ballers, which is you've never seen is actually really good. Huh. Huh. Yeah. It's I know about, I've heard like, of it. The financial advisors of like other of like NFL players. Hmm. Like The Rock becomes a financial advisor. It's just it's very funny, but also like very serious. And they talk about like like the fact that these guys basically have no money and just a bunch of shit like goes wrong. Very good show. And I feel hmm. like it didn't get any any attention. I may I feel have like to I check, check that, that out. out at some point. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know what the hell Nicholas Holt had been in this at this point. I mean, at this point, uh, he was. If, if you were British, you probably knew him. But if, but to American audiences, he hadn't been in a lot. Um, oh yeah, because he got a BAFTA in 2010 for a single man. Yeah. No. Like, but no one's you know younger audience. Like, basically, he was in Skins. Um, so if you were yeah. British, you were aware of skins or but, Irish, like, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> um, but otherwise, yeah, with American audiences, he's he really didn't break through um, until after this came out. So, yeah, uh, I, I do want to touch upon uh, the director, Jonathan Levine, for just a moment, because like the man has a type. Um, uh, I've seen more of his movies than I thought I had. Um. But like starting off with all the boys love Mandy Lane, he, he it starred Amber Heard as like the female lead, you know, pretty blonde, two mm-hmm. warm bodies, right? With Therese Palmer, pretty blonde, uh, snatched. I think that most of his attraction to pretty blondes came from Goldie Hawn, because Snatch starred Goldie Hawn and Amy Schumer, and then Longshot had Charlize Theron. Again, as a blonde. I mean, okay. He's he's got that, he's got that like Hitchcock type, you know? It's a weird thing to focus on. Like, I mean, like, yeah, I mean, he, I guess he has a type, but like, that's just also audiences in general. Yeah. You know, I mean, like, the acting in this is fine. Like, it's fine. Like, you know, everyone auditioned for these parts, I'm sure. Like, I don't think anyone, like, was just like, sort of well maybe john malkovich they just threw a bunch of money at him and it was like you don't need to audition for this but yeah basically else, that, would be, audition for that would be my guess him. so like yeah. you know uh we should talk a little bit about how this is like thinly veiled uh romeo and juliet but with zombies well i mean you know the the main characters are r and julia so like well, julie. julie julie yeah with his best friend being uh m m yeah and it, you know Mark- julie's Julie's partner, Julie's partner being uh, Nora instead of nurse. Yeah. Oh, I I was going to say, well, her previous boyfriend, Perry. Yeah, no, but that should be. Yeah. Yeah. Like all the characters are named after vaguely Romeo and Juliet characters. So which, again, why they should have went with Capulet, but whatever. Um, But ultimately, I mean, that's the thing is like, oh, God. Ours just a creepy stalker. I'm sorry. Like he's just creepy. Like he's a I get zombie, he's, man. I get that he's a zombie, but he's just like he's just creepy for like the first half of the movie. And it's just like the film is just like way too accepting of the fact that he's just a total creep. And it's just like, yeah, but he loves you, so it's okay. And it's just like this is what I'm talking. Like I think we were. But he doesn't really love her. He just ate her boyfriend's brains, brains. and his boyfriend. Well, he has that moment of like finding her attractive, like before eating the boyfriend's brains. So there's that. Um, But you know, I mean, like basically, it's just kind of plays into the same mindset of like teenage girls finding like 
Edward attractive in Twilight and just sort of like, let's make him Edward as possible. Make him as super creepy because I guess girls are into that. And it's just like, no, make him like reasonable. I mean, like it sucks because it's like Perry's a dick and he's a creep. Like, you know, and those are the male characters of this. Like every every male character is kind of a dick or a creep. I guess M's the most likable, but then at the end, he's like kind of creepy to the woman with the umbrella. So like, Oh, <laughs> uh, you see now that like always gives me a little chuckle of yeah. like, now you call me pretty. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I'm not going to lie. That shit would probably work on me. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it's just like, I, yeah, it's all the Like, I guess Kevin's not a, Kevin's fine. Kevin's just boring. But like Perry and, and Colonel Grigio are both dicks and M and R are both are, are both creeps, so I mean yeah, that's like you're the gonna two have slim pickets on a zombie yeah. apocalypse. Yeah. That's not wrong. <laughs> um but you know, that was that was kind of my initial reaction is it's just like i don't like r i find him creepy and i don't really care about what's happening with him at all and i don't and, and julie has like weird stockholm syndrome attachment to him that's like uh, I it's don't, called trauma bonding dan uh is it though kind of like i i don't know i mean it's well and then you know it also has that weird sort of thing of like what is ours mental capacity situation going on that uh, is the shape of water short. syndrome yeah, yeah shape of water yeah, yeah, yeah. like yeah we need to we need to do a better job of establishing ours intelligence especially through through um julie's perspective i mean thankfully we get ours voiceover which sounds moderately intelligent but like still his behavior there's nothing to really suggest that he has like latent intelligence it's just sort of like it's almost kind of like like i, I don't know like phantom responses like yeah. i i you know i mean you know it's it's also just like there is that question of like how much of this is like him absorbing the intelligence from eating brains and how much of this is like he's actually being cured um but, you know, I mean, the ending of the film resolves that because, like, clearly he is cured at the end. But his heart yeah. is pumping full sure. time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They do their little Grinch zoom in of his heart growing three sizes that day. So. Oh, yeah. I've seen that. Uh, what was that fucking movie? Uh, the one I like with. Uh, what's his. That's yeah, not really helping. Crank. Crank. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I really know yeah. that's what we could talk about. Uh, yeah, because that also doesn't zoom in on someone's heart. Oh, on Jason Statham's heart exploding. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> uh, you heard it here, folks. That is a future episode of Sequelizer. I great really fucking. Yo, it's going to be a great fucking movie. Love that movie. Yeah, yeah totally. Yeah. And I, I feast upon your suffering. We all do. We all do. That's why you only join us like once a month, Liam, so that you can feast upon Dan's suffering. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> get his fill, and then he just, you know, fill. comes back when he's like kind of need, needs a little re up. I'm, I'm Jonesing, man. Jo I need some of that Dan suffering. So, what appropriate. Hey, we have fun here. Well, Especially when we're not yeah. even 20 minutes in, we're already like looking for shit to talk about. I mean, uh, you know, I, mean, uh, I don't. I was, was going to say. This. Oh, I mean, we totally could, but like, honestly, so being the lone person here who was at one time a teenage girl, um, much like you know, the guys always kind of have that teenage guy thing. Yeah, the, the the that like teenage girl sappy bullshit doesn't always doesn't really leave you for like, I, you know managed to get fully absorbed in the twilight books when they were new and it's like this is terrible why am i reading this and i can't stop myself <laughs> um so yeah it, like this kind of shit like still works on me it's it's fucking like uh you know it, i should probably feel a little ashamed about it and i do but it's i don't know it just it like it, it's so 
It's like, I know that there are lots of parts of it that don't really work, but like it, it's so cute and it gives you hope and like, it's so sweet and look at the power of love and oh God. It is really cute. If you can just like completely turn off your brain. I know. Like, That's the whole point it, of this movie though, yeah. right? Like well, estrogen yeah. is a really good way to turn off your brain in these kind of, with these kind of movies. I mean, I kind of, I just, you know, the actors don't have a ton of chemistry, which also hurts. No, it. No, um, no, yeah. No, no. And, like, I don't know. I just, he's just creepy, dude. Like, he's just like, everything he does is just like, well, can't let her know that I'm eating her boyfriend's brain. And it's just like, oh. Well, what's he supposed to do? Pick up a cell phone? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's, it's like, I don't know. I mean, like, <laughs> if that's the introduction to the character. It's pretty hard to be like, like, yeah, killed your boyfriend. Now I'm kind of creeping on you. Like, that's not great. That's <laughs> yeah, not ideal, but yeah, you know, what is like, it, it, like, again, it's just, I, I don't know. Like, I guess I kind of have a different perspective. Cause like I can see all of these problems, but my brain just goes, but love. <laughs> oh yeah, I know. I know. E estrogen's a hell of a drug. Testosterone's usually worse, but estrogen will still get you. Can, can tell testosterone can be a hell of a drug um yeah. but hey there were some things that i liked in this movie um there was some like neat shot choice stuff at times like that there's one where like the soldiers are fighting bonies and you're seeing it the you're seeing the soldier from the perception of the end of the gun and i thought that, that was cool yeah. how like that moved around there's a shot of him like the tracking shot of him walking down and you have him walking past like the evolution of man to like this is what man is now is an edward scissorhand style zombie because he's very I mean, generally speaking i i like the production design in this a lot like i i and the way it's shot like i like the the kind of bluer tones um, shifting into when they do flashbacks and dream sequences into the oh everything's like way tones. brighter yeah I, I, I love I love yeah. like he's got a specific line where he's saying like everybody talking to each other and looking at each other while uh, he's in the airport in the flashback and everyone everyone is looking at their phone so it, mm -hmm. that's that's kind of hilarious <laughs> yeah I, I I generally like the way that this is shot even though I feel like a lot of their building is kind of lazy um so like it's just kind of like they're at an airport for the sake of it was a location that that they could get so they could um, shoot yeah like, yeah. yeah like and you know like the uh, whole my structure. understanding my understanding in the book is it that it's set at an airport as well i'm sure it is i mean it's just like like you know it's a it's a visually interesting place it's just sort of like and it keeps it kind of isolated from the outskirts of the city. It's just like, I don't know. We don't get a great sense of what the world really kind of looks like. It's like, well, like the shots are well composed. It's just like the world itself is just sort of like generic apocalypse instead of like, I feel like even other zombie movies, like, you know, especially like 28 Days Later does a really good job of establishing kind of what the state of the city looks like. Mm -hmm. Whereas like, this is just kind of like, yeah. And then they have this walled off city that he walks through at one point and really doesn't look like anything significantly different. You know, it's just sort of like, I guess they're farming there because they're walking goats through, but like, yeah, you know, I mean, you know, you like get you get sort of a little bit of that from like them passing through the walls, but it's also sort of wild that like you're spending all this time to wall in the city, and then there are this many like secret exits and entrances that are just yeah. like poorly sure. sealed. Yeah, like the the wall seems pretty poorly constructed, but I guess it hasn't caused issues, so that's fine. Um, you know, but I mean, I'm also just thinking of things like you know, I like the like it. It's kind of like it's kind of a callback to like land of the dead, which like, I think land of the dead, like they do a really good job of like establishing their walled off city. And this is just like, meh. So, which is funny. Yeah. Land of the dead is a pretty meh movie. Mm. Uh, except, oh. for, except for like one cameo in that, that I fucking love. I don't know. I, I generally like the Romero uh, zombie films. I like the world. Like, again, it's like, I like the world that he builds though. Generally speaking, it, 
he's not great with dialogue. He's not great with character. <laughs> like, yeah. like, it's just sort he's of got like some good story ideas, but yeah. Yeah. He's got some good broad strokes where when you dial it down, out like to the details is where it kind of falls apart. Whereas this kind of, to an extent has somewhat of a opposite problem of, I don't really think the broad strokes or anything are just kind of stolen from other things and randomly haphazardly thrown together. And they're a little bit more story focused, even though, as I've mentioned, I feel like the lead character is somewhat of a creep. And I don't really think that the rapid change in her behavior makes a ton of sense, but um, you know. they're teenagers. Uh, yes. He's he and he's an attractive creep and in a creep. In, <laughs> yes. in, in, in a, in, he's an attractive creep is important. And it is very important. Yeah. And also like, he's a creep in the way that like is kind of irresistible to teenage girls. And like well, the part of my brain that still is a teenage girl is like, Ooh. And then like, yeah, I mean, the adult part of my brain goes, really, dude, you would run the fuck away from this guy. And the teenage part of my brain's like, but look, he's so cute. And he's keeping me safe so he clearly likes me. <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, there's, there's a certain, uh, like, yeah, because I mean, the other thing that's going on here is it's like a lot of his behavior is like emotional abuse, but not physical abuse, which is a kind of important distinction that it makes. So... <laughs> Oh yeah. Like, uh. <laughs> yeah. No, it's not yeah. great. <laughs> no, I mean like I don't know. Like it's like overall is it it's like it's kind of a it's a cute kind of teenage romancy bullshit. Like and in oh, that yeah. in that sense right. it works. It gives it it's kind of a it's a very different format for it. It's like uh what if Fallout 3 but you know a teenage romance. No, um, I mean sure. Yeah. Kind of. No, this is this is very much the, 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 the film that you're marketing to teenage girls and then and convincing the the guys to take their girlfriends to it. It um because hey, because look, it's zombies. got zombies. Yeah, yeah also, exactly. It was released against the Super Bowl, which I find really interesting as counter programming. Oh, weird. Really? Yeah. Weird. It was released on purpose to counter program the Super Bowl. Yeah, uh, it's kind I, of. It, they don't usually do that with movies, so I found it, then it was the number well, one. Spot do, but like because oh, eighty for sure. Brady was counter programming, oh, which sure, is kind right, of an right. interesting strategy of like, hey, let you know we, we know you don't want to watch the Super Bowl, but want to watch a movie about women watching the Super Bowl instead. Yes, you do, like, motherfucker. <laughs> it's a really weird like. Like wait, what? Uh, but yeah, I mean, obviously this was released in February. Um, therefore. Um, to capitalize on Valentine's Day to an extent, so yeah, like wanted to have a couple weeks of play. Um, so yeah, what was the exact release date of this? Uh, February first, twenty thirteen. Okay, at least that was the the U.S. release. Um, well, yeah, it looks like it had fuck the rest of the world. Yeah, it had some <laughs> we don't, we don't, we're yeah, no, we don't care about them. It premiered in Rome on January sixteenth. Why? Why? <laughs> yeah. I what? Okay. What? Like again, you know, uh, like the Pope was definitely a better known to British audiences. So, I mean, like, you know. That's true. But still, that doesn't no. It doesn't explain yeah. that at all. That's that's so bizarre. I don't know, maybe like this is the kind of thing like maybe it, it, it's like if you're anything that has is has any romantic plot, it plays really well in Italy for some reason. I mean, I guess it kind of makes sense. Romeo and Juliet. Yeah, maybe they yeah. maybe they did it in Verona. That would be funny. That would be funny. Oh, that would be super funny. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, and that's the thing is like it. It has its like forced balcony scene and like some of the other like iconic scenes from, or at least iconic ideas. From Romeo and Juliet. I mean, it's weird because it doesn't really kind of like the M, that much. Kind yeah. of like M being there and just being like bitches, <laughs> just like that classic line from Mercutio. I mean, that is kind of Mercutio. Oh, I know <laughs> that's uh, Mercutio's thing. Is. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> just why I found it so damn funny. But no, like, Rob, I love I love Rob Corddry. Like, I, I've so been do a fan I. of his for fucking years at this point. You know? Yeah. Rob Corddry was used very effectively in this movie. Like he yes, was an absolute was. gem. 
if yeah, not if well anything balanced. underused in this movie because I would oh, yeah. reminded more of him, but he's not the focus. It's, yeah, it's Romeo. Of course. Yeah. No. Or I mean, is that what R stood for? Um. Mm-hmm. Probably not. It's probably like Ryan. Yeah. Yeah. No, probably, Ryan is not probably. one of the games that she guesses. So. That's yeah. Fair. Ryard Russell. Rick Ryard. <laughs> Russell, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I have Randy. actually met Oh, I she did have, do Randy. She, did she, did, Randy. she does guess Randy. <laughs> I have met a Russell in real life and yeah. so have I. And Russell was my, about it. My my uh, I used to be best friends with a guy named Russell. And I hope he's dead in a ditch I'm somewhere. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> that yeah. sounds oh, about right for a guy yeah, named that, Russell. That, he's a sexual yeah. predator. I hope he's dead. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. Well, good. How are we all doing? We doing good. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> this light. Yeah. Um, uh, super light. Um. Yeah. I don't know. Like. I again. It's like I. Uh, I kind of hate myself for. Like. Sitting there and being like, "Yay! Romance. Fun, happy movie." <laughs> yeah. I, like, yeah. God. Yeah, no, I mean, and then it's just certain scene, like the whole scene where she takes off her clothes for because she can't realize that a convertible has a top that you can put on it, like that. That like well, breaks my okay. brain every time um, I see it. Of like, see, you can pull over and put up the top. It depends and, and, on the, and the convertible. Theoretically, has heaters that work. Like I was gonna say, it depends on the type of convertible, but I would assume that that one does have a top that you can at least put up manually, if not like. Like it should be elect electric. Yeah. Um, it's I, I this does not that does not seem like the kind of car that has like the you know least, whole separate we... piece that you remove and leave yeah, in a well, garage I mean, or I something. Think, well, no, it might to... be the piece you remove, but it gets stored in the trunk. So okay. it's essentially well, think, like like you take it off, is... put it in the trunk. But like that year of M three should have goddamn heated seats as well. Damn. Yeah. It's well, well, this is, but th- but this is the thing that I'm trying to say is is that like when he has the car accident, just have him destroy the mechanism that allows them to put the top up. Like that's yeah, that solves that solution. problem. Yeah, it yeah. solves that problem. But you know, like again, it's just like some of this writing is very. I don't know. I mean, like this film is somewhat episodic. Like, there's not a whole lot of like he collects all this shit. Does it matter? No. Like it's it's like a lot of like things are seated that aren't paid off well he collect- well, other than I like mean, the, the hole in the fence like that's that's the only thing that's seated that's paid off later and that's also like i do like i wish that they but i wish that they had paid off the fact that like when they eat their brains they get other people's memories which gives them like knowledge which gives them like abilities to use against the like people which is like these zombies are getting harder to fight something that like like you know like that would make sense to include that would so. have been a rad idea yeah. Yeah. Rad for this movie yes. oh. <laughs> but not but not too rad for um i zombie apparently. no i zombie runs with that like i like i zombie takes that idea of getting people's memories from eating their brains like and runs with it really well whereas yeah. this is just kind of a thing of like it makes you question how much r actually likes her and is like just sort of like implanting what Perry felt about her. Mm. Um, and it's also kind of weird because it's like Perry's just a dick when we meet him in like real time. Like, <laughs> well, I mean, he's a he's nice, but like, oh. yeah. Like, I mean, I get it. That dies, he, and he changed. Yeah, no, I mean, like, he became an asshole based on what happened to him, but like, like it's, it's interesting to just sort of see like when we meet him, he's kind of a dick. Where through flashbacks we see when he used to be nice and kind of an explanation for how he became a dick. And it's also interesting when like R spits out his brains of just sort of like like oh he doesn't like when when he was a dick and doesn't want that like memory or I mean like no no he spat out the brain specifically because he was having the memory of R of, of killing of, him. of seeing of him of seeing of, himself and, as a monster yeah right right but I mean like you know it's just it's interesting that like I feel like there was also a missed opportunity of just sort of like as he eats his brains does that affect what memories that he's pulling and you know I mean it, it the film's just not interested in like exploring that at all like no it's just not really like, like he has a secret drug, drug addiction 
that he needs to complain about. Like that's <laughs> kind much. of how they play it. Yeah, <laughs> and it's like eh. which like I don't hate the idea of that either. No, just, I don't. Like, like it's go it's farther a, with these ideas. Yeah, it's no, it's it's an idea that you could definitely do. Like because it's just like someone who has you know abuse substance abuse issues. That doesn't mean they're not worthy of love or incapable of overcoming them and you know coming clean and all that it's is kind of a good thing of like asking for help i mean that's one of the other things is like i that is actually good in this movie although i don't think it dwells on it as much as maybe it should is that like you know ultimately r realizes that he wants julie's help to to overcome his zombie situation and work with people but like you know i mean and that's important and that's something that you can play as as you know sort of overcoming an addiction angle but this film really doesn't do that but it's an idea <laughs> yeah no i feel like if this movie was a little more a little less bubblegum it could have been a lot more interesting mm. well i honestly i would have preferred if it was more bubblegum it'd be it'd be interesting to have that contrast like i always love I, I like when they I like zombie movies that have a contrast between sort of like I you know the the hor- horrific like zombie apocalypse and then people having fun like you know as much as like the pacing of the original Dawn of the Dead is awkward like that whole sequence of them having fun in the mall is kind of awesome and important so you know yeah I'd agree with that sure. well I mean same thing you were saying with Land of the Dead it's like yeah. It's good to see people still being able to, even though it's a hard life, enjoy their lives inside of. Right. And I mean, like all we really get, we get the whole like makeover sequence and some of the music and the music is something that we should probably talk about more. Um, But like, you know, I mean, she hints that she's saving it for a special occasion, but like she's so pessimistic that she can't see that special occasion ever happening. And it's just like, we're not seeing any indication that there's anything any of the humans in the city ever do for fun. Like we see are having way more fun than any of the humans ever do. Yeah. Like I'm not going to lie. It sounds pretty fun to like collect random bullshit that I like. That's just up for grabs. And and also live inside of a wide body aircraft. Hell yeah. That sounds like, (laughs) that sounds like a good time to me. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, and then, like, like I said, we should talk, like, the music is weird because it's, uh, the other thing we were talking about, um, I think it was with the, with the trip, we were talking about the fact that it's just like, you're taking music to evoke an emotion rather than tying it to characters, which just seems lazy to me. Um, and this film definitely does that of just sort of like, here's a mo- here's a song that makes you feel like this. Yeah. That's the way that we want you to feel. We're not going to do anything with the narrative to make you feel that way, but we're just going to play this song and hope it works. Well, actually the, the pretty woman song is probably the one that is like most tied, I think to the action and what's actually going on with the characters. Cause you know, yeah, well, I mean, it's, well, it's the, a joke. The, the character yeah. specifically says, "What I thought it was funny." Yeah, <laughs> like it is. Yeah, it's that, fucking it is funny, but as the, the as the movie's attempt at humor, um, like in general, I didn't feel like most of the humor landed in this, but that landed well. This one has me. attempts. Yeah, this one has attempts. <laughs> like it's uh, it's not bad. Like, I feel like I feel like we're being really harsh on this flick for no good reason. Like, we are not the target demographic for oh, this. We're not the, the target audience, demographic. Is, that, like, what they're promoting to 17 in 2013. Yeah, but what they're promoting to that audience, I think, is also so problematic. problematic. <laughs> yeah, because it's yeah. just like R is not someone you should be interested in. R is a problematic human. Oh, oh so this is hardly the even... first movie to make you feel that mm-hmm. way, though. Come yeah. on. Right. Oh, no, it's not. It's not even Romeo and Juliet with a happy ending because the ending technically isn't happy. Oh, the ending's totally happy. The apocalypse ends. The, the well, that part oh, of the of ending Rome, is happy. Yeah. Romeo but... and Juliet's ending is not happy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, but ultimately, neither is this because no, now the they're ending, in a relationship happy, together. The... Well, like, I would call it, this it, happy. it's good because. I would call this happy. Like, this is a totally happy ending. Like, like, R is completely reformed, even though we don't see it, but it's implied that he's completely reformed and therefore 
somehow not a creep though i mean that's not how things really work but whatever that's what the film promotes um and the apocalypse is over like i mean that's a happy ending they got rid of all the shit zombies and kept the good ones who are slowly turning back into humans and rob gordry gets to like hilariously hit on women uh, once again yeah Uh... Be, be creepy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, he gets to be creepy and they play it like a joke. So, you know, it's fine. Like, you know, that's the thing is we don't really see R do much creepy after he turns human. Like, well, he's just creepy before. So. Okay. In in defense of Rob Corddry, that line can be either creepy or not creepy and just hilarious, depending on who you are and how you're delivering it. And coming yeah. from Rob Corddry, it lands on the side of hilarious, trust me. Oh, I know. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. It's like, I know that, that that's how he means nothing by it, but it's just like, if someone, like, if you encountered a man in real life who ran up to you, put an umbrella after you, and then tell uh, said, t- "Now you tell me that I look pretty." Uh, no, no, you're fucking creeped out. And you no, know it de- no, it depends. <laughs> it de- it literally, seriously, it depends on the charisma level. I'm really okay. not joking about that. <laughs> All right. So yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, we watched a movie, and it had characters and stuff yep yep and things happened all right uh we're like 40 minutes this will probably be a short one yeah yeah i I think think we've basically covered it i've covered most of what i want to say about this i can't think there there were a couple other songs that i'm trying to remember names of that were like eating vicariously at the very beginning of the movie it's like oh okay you're trying to tell me what this is about um uh, it might be called Our Shot Alive. I'm looking at like the songs on the soundtrack and it's not giving me artists, so it's harder for me to identify. But oh, yeah. like certain like there were a lot of songs in it that were fairly on the nose about what's supposed to be going on, what you're supposed to be feeling in this scene. Yeah. And really the only one that hit for me was Pretty Woman. Same. Yeah, no, well, I mean, but that's, it's uh, like pretty much everything they puts on, every record they puts on is definitely trying to evoke an emotion in the scene because quite frankly, the actors are, don't have the chemistry to pull it through. Mm. Right. The script isn't there either, but I think that I put that more on the actors than the script. I mean, it's weird because I think that like, I, I do think Nicholas Holt gives a pretty good, um, does a good job of making his character likable, despite the fact that I, that I think he's a creep, creep, but he just doesn't have any chemistry with um, Teresa Palmer. Yeah, right. They really and, don't. And no, she's, not at all. She's pretty cold and flat. Like, there's just... I mean, again, it's just because they don't give her much to do, but there's very little that's, like, likable about her. Like, mm-hmm. she's not that... She doesn't have like he has charisma. She doesn't have a ton of charisma. So yeah, I mean, this is probably why I can't really remember her from like anything else. I know sure. I've seen her in a bunch of other things she's been in, but yep. I don't really remember her from any of them. Yeah, like it's just it's some people have that mm-hmm. like screen magnetism, and some people don't, and she kind of doesn't. So yeah, sure. Oh, yeah, she's the fucking female lead in The Sorcerer's Apprentice. Yes, I've watched it multiple times. Don't judge me. Judging. I love Nick Judging. Cage. Judging. <laughs> yeah, no, no. You're, you've got to be so psyched for Renfield. Oh, my God. I'm so psyched for Renfield. I am so psyched for Renfield. You have no idea, man. I might actually go see that in a theater. <laughs> uh, but yeah, all right. Let's uh let's wrap it on up. Um, who wants to go first this time? Let- oh well, screw it. All right, <laughs> <laughs> do it, Liam. Movie fucking sucks. Don't say it. Uh-huh. Yeah, nice. Yeah. All right. Um, All right. I mean, yeah. I mean, I, I'm a screw it as well. I mean, I was pretty fucking bored watching this. Like, this movie should have been like kind of a cute, tongue in cheek, quick know, comedy like, and parody. And yeah, just, and it's just I'm just bored. I'm just bored, like, the entire time. Like, I, I don't... Like, I think there's a way of making it better. I Like, again, it's just, like, I think that, that Holt does the best that he could with this. I think everything else is kind of a misfire. I think it's... I think some of the shot choices and compositions are 
interesting and fine. Um, I, I think this could have been helped a lot, maybe, if this was rated R and you had more violence to sort of create more contrast between kind of the cute lovey-dovey stuff and horrific violence because the violence is really tame in this. Um, but it's just, it doesn't work for me. And I was really disappointed because I really wanted to like this, but I don't. So it's a screw it for me. I might as well go next. Uh, at, like, as we've already discussed, my brain is um, poisoned by that horrible drug called estrogen. So this is still a, a see it for me. Um, I like I actually see all of these problems and like my brain is able to just like hand wave it away because it's so cute and lovey and like, yeah, honestly, that shit does work on me. Like, you know, it it brings me right back to that, like awkward teenage phase of being like, oh, maybe someday somebody will love me that much or whatever, you know, that just I don't know. So I will say, like, if you are, like, you know, uh, if you are not inclined to like romance movies at all, like, don't bother. But if you are, like, it's kind of an, it's a different backdrop. It's an, it's a sort of an interesting take on it. It's not the same bullshit that you see in every, what, like, Jennifer Lopez movie or whatever. What? Like, What's wrong with 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 big city girl going to the country and re re learning what it's like to you know what life should be her like? Priorities. Yeah. I'd rather yeah. watch this, really, genuinely. <laughs> or, like or, this is, or, yeah. from that perspective, like this is a step up as far as romance movies goes. Like at least there's something else. Like I'm not gonna lie, you could actually improve this for me by like adding more violence because like it won't wipe out like the you know the 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 romance part that's like turning my brain to mush but like it will definitely it make the be more interesting and it would make the action the the part of my brain that loves like you know action movies go hell yeah at least there's that too right so you know you could improve it but i'm still to see it oh uh, man i hate going gender lines on this one but it's happening i am a screw it um there's stuff that i really like about it and it's like everything that emily said about it and there's stuff that i really dislike about it and it's like everything that dan said about it um ultimately if you like if you like this sort of idea and you want a movie watch Shaun of the dead it's mm -hmm. it's not exactly the same but you know it's yeah. definitely the superior rom-com um yes. if you like the idea of this and wish you saw it better though watch the series i zombie because mm -hmm. it takes this idea and it has so much more fun with it. It really than does. Show, than yeah. this movie does. Like, oh, yeah. there are many ways that you could improve this movie. And, like, making the gore more would be one of them. Making it funnier would be one of them. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Uh, there are ways that it could be improved. But the product of what it is, I've got to say it's a screw it. Yeah. Yeah. So, Fair yeah. Enough. Yeah, sorry. It was gender lines this time and it wasn't meant to be, but that's what happened. <laughs> I'm not at all surprised. Like I said, I know that this is not a good movie, but my brain still was like, ooh, yay! But hey, my I highest recommendation cool. coming off of this is with a female protagonist and it works so much yeah. better. Yeah, no, I, zom I agree. iZombie's <laughs> fucking amazing. Just watch it. Like, it well, is I mean, that's, that's so much fun. Is, is I was disappointed that this did... That's the other thing. is I kind of wish that we got... Um, julie's voiceover like i kind of wish we just played it more a little back and forth yeah. Yeah. yeah i think that could have been a lot more fun absolutely so. instead you've got to start off with a male protagonist and have the damsel in distress a la yeah. passengers <laughs> this is not passengers <laughs> i mean it's not that far off from passengers when you look at it uh i mean like he or actively prevents julie from dying like yeah like in passengers she was fine if he doesn't do anything yes. so like... all right so yeah passengers is worse. <laughs> passengers should have been a horror movie but it wasn't yeah. all right um liam pitch your stuff hi i listened to well there's your problem listen to Ten Thousand losses listen to lions led by liam's Thank you. I figured it's yet another show you've cooed. Joe does most of the work, though. So yeah, yeah, Joe does most of the work. Yeah, 
I, I think I'm great, though. <laughs> so, so do we, man. That's why you're That's here. Important thing, yeah. yeah. All right, Dan, pitch your thing. Uh, yeah, uh, you can check out my webcomic at uh, withfetus.com. It actually updated this past week, so first time in like four months. So uh, yeah, maybe that I would like be more update. regular. <laughs> I don't know if I Facebook like the update, but I like the update. <laughs> yeah. uh, Emily, pitch our other thing. Uh, TJ and I have another podcast called New England Beer Reviews. It is just the two of us, which is very unfortunate for you, but it's a real fun, different kind of crazy where we talk about uh, beer and pop culture and stuff. So yeah, check that out. And stuff. <laughs> uh, but we've been Cedar Screw It. I've been TJ Davis alongside Dan Murphy, Emily Schick, and Liam Anderson. You can check us out on Facebook, Twitter, as long as that still exists. Uh, you can also see what the fuck I'm watching <laughs> as long as I remember to update it on uh, letterbox.com backslash S-I-O-S-I. Speaking of the initials of our show, we also have a Patreon at patreon.com backslash S-I-O-S-I the initials of the show, see it or screw it, that you can give us money. We will soon have um, bonus episodes. Uh, I really, I think that we're going to do Marvel Madness, and I love the name. We're going to start off with Howard the Duck. Oh, yeah. I oh, yeah. suggesting right. Howard the Duck. Oh, yeah. But... All right. You did it to yourself, Dan. <laughs> this is your own fault. I didn't want to watch Like, I don't, I, what, did you suggest... You suggested something else that I was like, oh, I don't really want to watch that. I think it was like, I'm sick of watching Blade, but Blade oh, well, is definitely yeah, a better like, movie. If we're going to start like the modern surgeons of Marvel movies, we start with Blade. We don't need to do that. Well, mm-hmm. yeah, we do. So we can talk about Blade 2. Okay. Uh, yeah. No, about Blade okay. <laughs> I, I surrender. Yeah. is <laughs> weird because it's just like, like the scripts and the quality of the films the quality of the scripts, the quality of the finished products don't often align with each other very well. So No, Blade 2 has like one of the worst scripts, but I Blade fucking love that Blade 2 might have the worst the script of the entire series, but I think it's the best film. So. Yes. Yes. All right, save this for the bonus direction. episodes, dipshits. Right. Bonus episodes. So check it out soon. I think we'll be starting off the low, low price of $3 a month. That'll be like a monthly bonus episode, and you can look at my spreadsheet. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> I love so, my you're so obsessed with your spreadsheet <laughs> but uh yeah anybody got a final word don't see this fucking movie have a good night <laughs> 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 <That's> good. <laughs> nice bye bye, bye. everybody